Welcome back to another episode of Mason Avenue in Conversation. My name is Brian Salvatore, but I will not be your host for this week. My pal Steve Saipa, host of From Complex to Queens, our minor league podcast, is taking the reins this week to talk to a, uh, a member of the 2019 Championship Brooklyn Cyclones team, Antoine Duplantis. And so without any further ado, take it away, Steve. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Steve Saipa, and I'm joined by former LSU star and 2019 Brooklyn Cyclone champion, Antoine Duplantis. Antoine, how you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing good, thank you. So let's start at the beginning here. Um, your dad was a pole vaulter. Your mom was a heptathlete and a volleyball star. You and all your siblings, you know, you're equally athletic into sports. What was it like growing up in a in a family of so many athletes? Oh, it was cool and it was um you know, it was interesting, it was fun. And uh, you know, it just it kept you motivated throughout your throughout your childhood, you know. You you wanted to you wanted to excel at whatever sport you did. Um, you know, whether it was playing baseball, football in the yard, you know, skateboarding, we kind we kind of did it all. And um, it kind of kept everybody everybody on their toes because we all we all pushed each other to be to be good at things. And you know, our parents didn't really even didn't really even have to bother us. We we all wanted to do it, and we all loved to do it. And we all loved to compete. So it was, it was a fun environment, and it was just it was just a fun childhood, kind of having brothers uh, that have the same interests as you. So who did you grow up rooting for? Like, who's your favorite player as a kid, as a teenager? Um, I, I, you know, I really, I really didn't have a favorite player. You know, I didn't have a guy I specifically idolized. I kind of, I kind of just watch, watch it all, and I, I appreciate, you know, all professional baseball players. And I, you know, I liked watching, you know, Ichiro growing up, Chipper Jones, uh, King Griffey Jr., Barry Bonds, just everybody. And um, you know, I think, I think each player has, has things that you can learn from them. And gotcha. apply to your own game. So I don't. I didn't really have like a specific, specific guy that was like my favorite. All right. So your parents obviously went to LSU. Your older brother went to LSU. Was it ever a question that you'd go there too, as opposed to um, you know University of Louisiana at Lafayette or some other college? No, it was never a question of if I wanted to go there. It was more. It was more a question of. Um, you know, if they if they wanted me to go there, so uh, like as in the as in LSU, so you know that's always where I wanted to end up, and um, I just I worked really hard in high school, and you know eventually I I got my chance and got recruited by LSU, and obviously I took the I took the offer as soon as they as soon as they reached out to me, so that was always the place I wanted to end up at, and um, I knew I knew you know maybe it wasn't possible just for for reasons maybe I wasn't good enough or or other reasons such as just not getting lucky enough for, for a coach to see me. But fortunately, you know, they saw me on a good a good week, and they liked me enough to throw me an offer. So obviously, you know, you, you did well enough in high school to get that uh, recruitment from LSU, but there were also MLB stats around all the time, I'm sure. Was it ever hard to kind of ignore all those guys and just concentrate on college as opposed to possibly going professional after high school? Uh, not really. Uh, I I never wanted to go to go professional out of high school. Honestly, growing up in Louisiana, L- LSU is almost like your your major league team. You know, they have we have a huge huge fan support. I was an LSU fan growing up. I watched pretty much all their games. All my friends were LSU fans, and 
and um, the LSU baseball players, LSU football players, and they're, they're celebrities around around town. So that's that's always where I wanted to go. And um, I, di- I didn't even have a thought of wanting to go um, professional out of high school. I wasn't, I didn't feel I was ready, and I didn't feel that the opportunity to go to LSU was was um, it was it was too good to pass up. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times freshmen kind of have to you know, prove themselves a little bit. Um, you know, in your freshman year, you did great. You played in all 66 games that year. You hit 327. You were a freshman All American, a freshman All SEC. Did you ever feel like the pressure that you were considered like, you know, a big time legacy recruit and that you had to perform? Um, not really, because I wasn't really, a, I wasn't really a big time, big time recruit. Honestly, I was recruited pretty late in the process, and um, you know, I just I wanted to go up there, and once once we got there, no matter if you were, uh, you know, one of those high school Americans, you know, and you got a full scholarship, or whether you're a guy like me who kind of who didn't really get recruited too much and, um, you know, was recruited kind of late to come to LSU. We were all treated the same once we got there. We all had to prove ourselves. So, so that's all I cared about. I just I just wanted to get there in the fall and, and prove that I could hang with those guys. Gotcha. Well, obviously, you know, you did great in your first year and you did great in your sophomore year. And the Tigers as a whole, they did great in your, in your sophomore year. You guys made it to the College World Series. What was it like making it to Omaha and then – coming so close to winning the uh NCAA championship. Oh, that was that was great. Um that was that was such a fun year. I think we had a an eighteen game win streak at the end of the year. It was just it you know, winning is unlike unlike anything else, especially at a school like LSU that that cares so much and people care so much and you know, people are reaching out to you and, you know, everywhere you go people are talking to you about the season and everything. It's just it was so awesome, especially go to Omaha and see um, the LSU fans kind of take over that city in that championship game. Unfortunately, we didn't we didn't end up winning the whole thing. But just to be there, we, I think there was 30,000 people in the stands, and I, I bet about fifteen twenty thousand of them were were LSU fans. It was mm. it was it was a sight to see. It was it was a lot of purple in Omaha, and it was it was just fun to just you know be with that group of guys. And you know that that was that was something special we did that year. Even though we didn't reach our ultimate goal, it was still a special year. So the year after 2018, same thing. You hit over 300, plenty of extra base hits, plenty of stolen bases, and eventually Cleveland came and they selected you in the 19th round of the draft. I know they didn't meet, you know, the criteria that you're looking for, but was it a tough decision, you know, at the time? Um, a little bit, but you know, looking back on it, I think I made it tougher on myself than it really was. I don't think it was any question that I should have came back to LSU. Um, I, I think what I what I got to do my senior year and what I got to accomplish and, and just leaving that school with no regrets about what I've done is just just a feeling that um you know it's just a I'm just super grateful for that feeling. So so um yeah like I, I had a few offers earlier than the Indians and I didn't I didn't want to take them because I, I didn't feel like they were right and uh, the Indians just ended up taking me anyway. I think they kind of knew that I wasn't going to sign, so so it wasn't really too hard of a decision because they didn't really they didn't really come at me too aggressively because they kind of knew I wanted to come back at that point. Yeah. Well, um, you know, one of the benefits of going back in your senior year is that you got to beat any parentheses all time hit record, which you did. So how did it, how did you feel knowing that you know in future generations there are going to be guys that are chasing your record? Uh, 
can you repeat that? Uh, going back to LSU, you got to beat any Furnace's hits record. So how does it feel knowing that, you know, there's going to be future generations of LSU players that are going to be chasing your record? Oh, it makes me makes me feel great, and I I hope somebody somebody beats it one day because I hope they get to experience you know the same feelings that I got to experience, and especially experience just the atmosphere of you know how much the fans appreciate it. So, you know, I I I get people come up to me all the time ever since I've graduated from LSU, you know, just thanking thanking me for the season I had, and and you know that's what makes it so special. You know, it's not it's not like a selfish thing where I'm you know all about myself but more about, you know, I appreciate how much everybody else, everybody else appreciates what I've done, and that's that's what makes everything so special, because everybody, you know, loving that so much and wanting to be there and wanting to be a part of it, that's, that just, it just makes it all, makes it all worth it in there and all the, you know, the different things I've had to, all the obstacles I've had to encounter throughout the way. Who are some of, like, your favorite teammates that you've played with over the years when you were at LSU? Oh, there's a ton. Um, I don't even, I don't even know where to start because then I'll, I'll leave some people out. But, uh, you know, I, I appreciate, you know, you know, all the, all the guys on our team. Uh, some of my best friends, Josh Smith, Cole Freeman, Hal Hughes, Eric Walker. Um, you know, they're all great teammates. And, and then there's, you know, there's different guys like Chris Reed who, um, who started pretty much his whole season his freshman year, then that our sophomore year. He got uh, he got a spot taken by a freshman Josh Smith, but he was still you know as supportive as, as ever. He was on the on the end of the bench, um, you know, cheering on his team no matter what, and uh, he was never pouting about it. That's that's kind of that's kind of teammates I had at LSU, and uh, I'm grateful for that to kind of see to kind of see how some of those some of those guys handled you know not playing every day because because when you're in high school you're used, you're usually the best player there. And that's why you go to Division One baseball. You get there, and it, it it can be tough for people to you know to not be in the lineup every day, and to see some of the guys I've played with, you know, handle that, and um, you know, still find a way to help your team win. It's pretty it's pretty cool. So after your college career winded down, you got drafted by the Mets in the third round this past season, and you got assigned to Brooklyn. And obviously Lafayette and Baton Rouge, they're not little cities. Um, like you were saying before, you played in front of tens of thousands of people at LSU. But, and, you know, maybe I'm being a little proud here as a Brooklyn native, but none of those places are Brooklyn. So what was it like to play, you know, to come here, to play in Brooklyn in front of that crowd? You know, was there a culture shock or anything like that? Uh, Not really. I mean, not culture <laughs> shock. It was definitely a different culture. But, uh, you know, I wasn't in shock by it. I've I've been to a lot of different places and um, experienced some different things, but it definitely was one of the more unique atmospheres I've been a part of, and I, I loved it though. It was it was really cool to um, to get to play at that stadium. That is such a unique place uh, with that roller coaster and Coney Island in the background, and um, you know just to just to be at that field, uh, it was just it was just really cool. And just being in that city, you know, I got to explore a lot, got to eat a lot of good foods, go shopping, um, you know, make make new friends on that team, and uh, it was just it was just a a fun all around experience. You talk about friends. So what was it like playing with Jake? Because obviously both of you guys being four-year players in the SEC, you're very similar hitters. You chase each other for records and being in the leaderboard. You know, you guys cross paths so many times, so you're always opponents. So what was it like, you know, hitting in front of him or behind him and then playing next to him in the outfield? Oh, that was, it was really cool. Um, 
you know, we've been friends for the past four, four or five years, uh, ever since we got to, ever since we got to college. And, uh, it's just been kind of cool seeing our, seeing both of our, um, both of our, you know, paths cross and us both having kind of the same experiences. We, he called me after, after day two of the draft, our juniors, because I, I didn't even realize it at the time until he called me that, uh, we both didn't get drafted that day and we were kind of, we were kind of expecting to, to go higher than we, than we ended up going. So it was just, it was cool to have a guy kind of in the same boat as you. And, uh, you know, it, it was, it's almost weird because he's almost in the exact same boat as me. You know, same type of player, you know, same type of thing happened. We're both same, chasing the same record. Uh, I feel like we're both kind of mean, mean a lot to our program in the same type of way. And, uh, we both put our heart and soul into the program. But, um, you know, to have him as a roommate this summer and kind of, Experience our first professional baseball season was was cool as well because we both we both had our struggles we both had our adjustments we had to make and we got to kind of talk about it and you know talk it through with each other. So Brooklyn obviously had a had a magical season this year. You guys won the first New Penn championship um, that, that Brooklyn won solo, and in that final game you were a big part of that. Uh, the Spinners took the lead in the top of the seventh. And then the bottom of the inning, uh, Jake was on first and tripled, and you tied the game at 3-3. What was going through your head in that at that, and then, you know, as you were rounding the base? Um, I remember I had struck out the at-bat before off the same, the same pitcher, and he was throwing some, some really good change-ups, so I was just trying to, um, I kind of adjusted my approach, and I was trying to look for a pitch, uh, the other way, and trying to shoot it to left field so I could stay on his change-up. And um, he ended up throwing me a fastball in, and I just reacted, and you know I, you know, ended up putting a good swing on it. So uh, yeah, I was just I was just trying to stick to my approach that I bat and just lay off that dude's good changeup and not not pull off anything, and um, ended up working out. And that was that was super fun. Uh, I was I was I was really excited when I got on third base. Uh, the the people that were there were really really fired up, and it was it was a fun experience winning that winning that championship and to be to be a part of it. Yeah, in in the ninth when Andrew Edwards, you know, a couple of guys got on base, but when he struck out the, those last two guys, what was it like? You know, I was in the stands, and like you were saying, the crowd was like electric. But what was it actually, you know, being on the field, getting mobbed with everybody, and just celebrating and everything? Oh, it was awesome. Um, you know, after, after it, it's such a long summer after, especially after playing a college baseball season. Then going to Brooklyn, you know, playing that, and you know, during the, during the year, it's really not about winning. Every every day you go out there, you try to win a game, but you're also trying to, you know, make your adjustments and, you know, fit the mold and try to be the best player you can be for the organization. And then once it comes to the end of the season, you, you've kind of made your adjustments, and now now it's time to win again. That's and that's that makes it fun. So it, it kind of you kind of come together as a team instead of instead of worrying about you know what you're working on that day or whatever. And uh, you know, kind of put it together and kind of be more of a team. So that that was a cool aspect, and to, you know, and to kind of celebrate after after all of that came together is a special feeling. Kind of with those guys that went through the went through the whole grind with you. So next year you'll you'll either be signed to Columbia or St. Lucie. So where do you self where, where do you see yourself going? You know, what kind of stuff do you want to work on and improve for the 2020 season? Yeah, I mean, I don't know where I'm gonna where I'm gonna end up, but um, you know, wherever they put me, be fine with me. But um, you know, I just wanna I just wanna get a little more physical, get get faster, stronger, uh, bigger, 
and um, you know, just kind of just work on my work on my swing a little bit, make a few tweaks, and um, you know, not really make any drastic changes, and just kind of get myself mentally prepared for the for the for the long year, and kind of you know, go over some mental notes of of you know, reminding myself that it's a it's a it's a really long year. It's going to be even longer than the year that I had this past year, and um, you know. Not every day is going to make or make or break your season, so you kind of got to got to take it one at bat at a time. So, so um, you know, just a, just a few things I've thought about, and just a few things that I'm just going to help myself prepare for the year. All right, and one final question here, and this might be the most important one. Again, as a Brooklyn native, this is probably closest to my heart here. Where's your favorite pizza arena? What's your favorite pizza place? Favorite pizza place. Mm-hmm. I'd have to say Defara, man. I know that that might be basic, but I, I think that was the best. That was the best pizza I had there. I I had some other good ones, but um, Defara I think was my was my favorite. See, I'm a Spumoni Gardens guy, so now I'm them. <laughs> I had Spumoni Gardens, and it was it was phenomenal too. It's just it's just different. It's a lot different mm-hmm. than um. They both just have their different things, but I I love Spumoni Gardens, and I loved um. I loved Defara. I know um what's that place by the field? Grimaldi's. Mm-hmm. Grimaldi's? Yeah. That yeah. place is pretty good too. Pretty good too. But um, you know, I'd I'd say it's Defara and then Simone is a close second. <laughs> All right, well, is there anything that you'd like to plug before we go? No man, I think that's about it. All right, well, uh Antoine, thank you for your time. Um everybody, this uh you know, everyone's rooting for for next season. All right, appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for listening. You can follow Steve Saipa on Twitter at Steve Saipa, as well as Antoine at Antoine underscore D-U-P-L. You can find Amazing Avenue on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Amazing Avenue. You can get this show from Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever podcasts are found, you can most likely find this. Please rate, review, and subscribe if you can. That would help us out quite a bit. We hope to have a few more of these in-conversation shows going up real soon. The off-season tends to be a good time to talk to players as opposed to during the season when they're, well, you know, playing baseball. And so, until next time, let's go Mets.